Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 29 of season 11. This is episode number 405 all-time of the often imitated, never duplicated. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. They're people of the land. The common clay of the new West, you know, Asshole. moron. Oh wait, it, you're morons. Right. It's, it's morons. I've, 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 it's been way too long since I've seen it. Uh, Good old uh, clip from uh, one of the funniest movies of all time, Blazing. The Sun. funniest movie. The of all funniest. Time. <laughs> Special thanks to our sponsors, Rock and That Life dot com. Oh, and we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Forget the yeah. uh, Special thanks to our sponsors, Rock and That Life dot com. Strikewithmike.com and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, March 22nd. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on the social medias. Uh, our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show tonight is Bill Day, and uh, Austin Lynch is uh, lurking behind the scenes, pulling some strings. Uh, Jeff Ponder is out on assignment trying to hunt down the program director at Valley Sports Midwest for not airing the Perron video tribute in Tuesday's game. Uh, He's quite upset about it. Yes, hoping hoping for an in-show update. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, like right. you know, the, the uh, final scene of Christmas Vacation. Yeah, there's a hostage situation at it's... Enterprise Center or at uh, Valley Sports, wherever their headquarters are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion of boots. Uh, we'll discuss Bennington suspension and the almost fight on the ice, which happened uh, last Wednesday night. Um, and uh, Joel Hofer was called up and has looked good. Uh, the shutout loss to Detroit uh, and the return of some blue former Blues players on the ice that night. Uh, I can't think of, the, I mean, Perron. That's right, David Perron. He was in the building last night. Um 
Fanatics is announced as the new jersey manufacturer for the NHL, and fans are generally pissed. We'll talk about that. Uh, more Pride Night controversy in San Jose and Chicago. What will the future of Pride Night look like in the NHL? They can't keep doing this. Uh, next season will be interesting. So all that more on this episode of Soap. <laughs> Let's go Blues Radio. What's up, Bill? This is you and I tonight. A lot of room here. A lot of space. It's very spacious. Uh, right. It is. It's very spacious, and you know, I've, I've got um, heightened expectations of a shorter show, but you know, there's a lot to talk about. So we'll see how that goes. There is. There is. Um, we might have to. Uh, we, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a couple. One more things for of ourselves. Oh, to uh, to contribute to Ponder not being here. Yeah, always happens. And and I'm sure that Austin will be uh, popping in and out, and sure. you know, chiming in his two cents and so, correcting us when we're wrong. So which I'll is bound to happen. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring Austin here for a second. So hey, Austin. So, hey. Uh, so so you've you you've now been the official producer of Let's Go Booze Radio for a handful of shows now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it everything you expected it to be? I'm getting ready to put in my two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so nah. have you put in your two weeks at STL Authentics or are you just like no. still like no I have still not done that <laughs> I am still technically on payroll I have never been scheduled you know what show up at the Christmas party <laughs> <laughs> I should and, I should just uh, text them yeah and bring a red stapler because that's kind of the situation <laughs> you got going on <laughs> I should. I should just show up one day for a random shift that I'm not even scheduled for. <laughs> and and you know what? Have you used your employee discount? I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I keep using it. <laughs> I used it on a bunch of reverse retro stuff when that stuff first came out. Okay. But all right. Well, good. Well, we'll we'll. I'm sure we'll pull you back in to uh, maybe fill in for a ponder a, little, uh, a few times here in the show and Probably. get your thoughts on uh, on a couple things. So uh, right. be ready. I will. All right. Thank you, Austin. That's why he makes the big bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. Snap of our fingers. He's got to, yeah, he's got to be ready. He's got to be on his toes. Um, you know, when we pull him in, he can't be sitting there with his pants down. So we got to, he's got to be ready. Uh, I get, well, uh, we don't really have any announcements, so we can just go straight to the official beers of episode number 405. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is CPRICE12. Jeff says Jay Ponder94. Bills is Billy Blue Note33. Uh, Bill, uh, are you rocking a beverage tonight? I am. Uh, I, I, I am getting to a full blown alcoholic tipping point here soon, I think. So, of course, I'm drinking. Um, I have um, never had this. Uh, I don't think I've ever had anything by this brewery. Very old school craft brewery from the West Coast. Rogue. Oh, okay. This is their Rolling Thunder 2023 Imperial Stout. I uh, picked it up at uh, Randall's Fairview last night. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it keeps with my my typical selection of beers. I grab it and then sit down. I'm like, oh, fourteen percent, huh? Okay, <laughs> so thirteen point seven ABV, um, uh, high alcohol content, um, and the, the one thing I don't like it's a it's a skinny can. Yeah. Uh. 
So it's what's wrong with the skinny cans? Not for I, I just I yeah imperial stout in a skinny can. That's that's weird. Yeah, it, it's uh, is the first. That should be I've a had. short short fat can. Right, right. <laughs> Not a skinny can. Like if if I'm drinking it out of a an abnormal shaped beer container, you know I want like the the hand grenade style hams bottle or something like that yeah. right I, I don't i don't want uh, the skinny um yeah the uh the last version of uh Rite a, the 13th from our uh our our local favorites excel um we're also in the skinny cans and i don't know it's just i think i, I think to me there's just a stigma with the uh the seltzers yeah, uh, you see more beers with a skin. In it. I, it's mostly light beers, right? Seltzers mm-hmm. and light beers. Uh, Mick Ultra. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mick Ultra after a race out of a skinny can. It's a great uh, thing. Nope, no. Nope. It seems like it fits, right? Right. It's, it seems right. Um, right. Or or thirteen point seven percent alcohol by value of rate. But the but the bullet right. orange is yeah. a skinny can. If right. any beer were ever made for a skinny can. This is it, right? Yeah. Bud Light Orange. Yeah, but not a not a thirteen point seven ABV no, Imperial no. Stout. No. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, how many ounces is it? It's twelve. Okay. It's 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 hmm. it's a typical typical um yeah well twelve or sixteen is what I usually have and so twelve it works just odd. Uh, Ken Morris says a stout beer in a skinny can is like a curvy blonde in loose clothing. <laughs> well, that was like, you know, my, I don't know, my preference in the 90s, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's funny. Uh, okay. So, um, oh, and Matt Harris says, let's see. Matt Harris says he has... Uh, the nitro. Yeah, he has their nitro stout in his fridge right now. Yeah, the, the, that's uh, Rogues, the Rogues. yeah the Shakespeare nitro that that was right next to this on the uh, the shelf. But mm, I was already uh, close to a hundred bucks in bourbon as well, so I'm limiting my purchasing right now. Mm. But I will pick that up next time I'm there. Yeah, so I, I'm going skinny can as well. I'm going with the. My, I turned around and I had in my fridge behind me, I was not going to go upstairs and get another beer. I've got, um, bourbon County, a bunch mm. of bourbon County in the fridge behind me. And I've got at a Bud Light orange and a gummy beer. Mm, so I'm like, your yeah, favorites. no, that's like the worst. So yeah. I'm like, well, I'll get the, I'll get the, I'll get the Bud Light orange <laughs> and we'll have that. And we'll open it right here. I have, I, I don't know what it is. It's probably a Molson, but I have a, I have a second beer that I, I will get to in my, my little mini fridge that I keep in there. So. My, my second beer is a soda. Mm. I'll drink that later. That's my chaser for my Bud Light Orange. <laughs> hey. Wait, did, did that, was that an Alabama cup? No. Did you drive to Alabama to get a soda? No, was, I, <laughs> uh, with a banjo on my knee. Yeah, I did. It uh, Arby's. <laughs> Apparently Arby's has changed the logo. It's just a big A. Uh, so Interesting. I had lion's choice tonight. I had the better roast beef sandwich. Did you have root beer, Bill? I uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way you can eat lion's I, choice. I was not aware. I still have not had lion's choice with root beer yet. Uh, uh, it was it was quite tasty. I yeah. Hey, uh, a couple nights ago, I went by <clears throat> lion's choice after uh, I was playing some pickleball, 
at the Y, and I on and on the way home, stopped by Lion's Choice. Was in the mood for uh, some roast beef, and I went in the drive-through, and they're like, "Just so you know, we're out of roast beef." <laughs> I'm like, "You, how, your your Lion's Choice, your your you're the one. You don't serve much of anything else, right? You have turkey, you know, and you have hot dogs, I think, but." Uh, would, Which is would you like our meatball sub that is made from uh, Beyond Meat? Do they have a meatball sub? They do, don't they? Yeah, the, it, yeah. it's a Beyond Meat meatball sub. Yeah, I can't imagine that sells too well. Maybe it does. I, I, don't know. I tried it. Did it, was, it was okay. I've had right. I've had plant based burgers um, before. Yeah, a few different kinds. Um, they're hit or miss. Uh, one of them I had was pretty. It doesn't taste like a hamburger it it has a different kind of taste it's not bad it just doesn't taste just like a hamburger it, it's got its own little thing going on yeah uh, I, 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 it's fine i i've done um qdoba the, the beyond meat uh beyond beef there um that's probably my least favorite um hmm. panda express has the beyond chicken dog the orange chicken that, that's dog uh, it, it it's it's, <laughs> it's not chicken that's for sure uh, if, if it ain't chicken and it ain't beef at a chinese restaurant i ain't eat it yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be dog no, yeah. the the that's uh i mean that was the uh you know always the the fear in cahokia if you ever went to the uh um china express there that oh, uh, you got the neighborhood dog oh a lot, a lot of missing pet posters posted yes. around the yes. neighborhood. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Uh, and I would imagine that the uh, department, the Department of Health, uh, does not really come around too much in Cahokia. No, 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 never. Not even, not even back in the uh, the '90s when I would go to that place. So. Probably about as much as the cops patrol East St. Louis. Like they just don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's. Oh, uh, and Austin did. Uh, um, yeah, we did forget uh, that we will. Uh, Bill uh, Ponder, myself, and Austin, uh, all four of us, the the crew, will be at the game, uh, the Blues game on. Uh, that's Tuesday, right? Next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, against Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, Austin was Austin uh, hooked us all up with some tickets. So it was nice of him to do that and. So we're all gonna go uh, check it out, hang out, and and uh, and watch the Blues probably beat Vancouver. I'm guessing. I don't know. I wouldn't bet against them. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for an overtime game. To be, Ooh. to be honest, that'd be nice. And a shootout loss last night. <laughs> last night's like outcome pleased me. Okay. <laughs> uh, and interesting. It isn't today the anniversary of the Beatles' first record being released. And on that album was "Please Please Me." Um, that sounds about right. I, I believe I, it was today. Yeah, the anniversary. Yeah, sixty I, years I, ago today, something like that. Yeah, I feel like I should know this. God, sixty years ago. That's before my time, and it just makes me feel old. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Oh. Yeah, correct. Austin says 60 years ago today. Thank you, Austin. Immediate fact-checking. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. On the fly. <laughs> and he gets his blues tickets. Real time. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's he's setting the bar high for for uh, producer role. I know he is, right? And and uh, he, well, he has to maintain this. Right. He, just can't, he can't do this stuff and then just like slack off. He'll be expecting it every now and then. 
<laughs> no, he's not, getting, not getting fired soon. Austin. Depends on if there are city tickets sometime this summer. Ooh, yeah. Does your family have a uh, season tickets to city too? <laughs> Take those. <laughs> he says no. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. Well, so then maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I, over the weekend, I did go. I, I did try and go to the pitch. Yeah. Uh, last weekend and uh, it, before the it was like two. Amen. I got there two and a half hours before the start of the soccer game, and uh, it was closed for a private event <laughs> up until the start of the game. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! And it was cold outside, uh, and we had parked a couple blocks away on the street. Found a good parking. Fuck uh, Union Station. Forty five dollars to park at Union Station. Forty five dollars. And I'm like, Amy. I will walk five miles to not pay $45 just out of principle. That is an insane $45. That's part. God, that. Yeah. When I, when I saw you tweet that, I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad, uh, glad I didn't decide to try to go join you. But. Well, we didn't go, we didn't park there. We, we parked a couple blocks away, uh, on the street for like four bucks, you know, a meter, yeah. um, until seven or we paid until seven, whatever the time it ran out. But, uh, and so that was, and it was, we walked like two blocks. It wasn't bad at all. Um, well worth not paying forty five dollars. So that's a lot. It's a lot of beer. You can buy like eight beers for that. If you couldn't get into the pitch, where'd you wind up? Well, Maggie O'Brien's across the street. There's a line out this door and down the sidewalk, so we couldn't mm-hmm. go there. Um, we drove by Schlafly Tap House, and that was uh, packed. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to maybe uh, go. Cybergs was packed. We decided, obviously, they're right next door. We decided to try uh, Valley Sports Live um, over Cardinal Nation to go over there and watch on the big screen. Um, there were no spaces in the parking lot. Um, every everywhere we're not we went, a sports town. We're not a sports. <laughs> everywhere town. we went, it was jam packed, and. I wanted to go to a sports bar, right? A place where they would have maybe the audio right. on too for the game, the soccer game. So uh, we every place was packed. And it was well a while before the game started. So we drove around for a while and then we decided, you know what, let's just go back across the river, back to Illinois. There's a new sports bar, the Epic. You heard about that, Bill? Over by uh, Enclave Apartments. Yeah. In yep. All right. Pretty new. Uh, so we decided to go there. Went there. Um, bartender says, uh, this sounds like a joke. We walked in the front door. Our bartender says, uh, well, you guys uh, come in to watch a certain game? And I said, yeah, we're going to watch. Uh, we like to watch City play, Signal City. He goes, okay. I said, yeah, but it doesn't start for half an hour. He goes, okay. So we get a beer, and we're hanging out. And then uh, he asked what channel the game was on. And I said, it's on Apple TV. And he goes, oh, oh we get that. that. And I'm like, are oh, you mother... I, I, I told... And this was like five, ten minutes before the game was supposed to start. So I'm like, well, shit. Um, so... We went back to my house and watched the game at my house. We drove around St. Louis for, you know, walked around for a while. It was cold. Um, and just ended up watching it back at my house, which was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I was, I was in U city. We went to a concert and, um, so I, I was planning on watching the game Sunday morning when we got home, I was able to stay off social media and avoid any any updates and so i was super surprised when i woke up totally thought there's no way they're gonna go three eight or four and oh and mm-hmm. 
totally blown away by it. Unfortunately, there was a glitch with uh, the MLS package and they did not have the full game. So I just got to watch the recap. They didn't post a full game until like late Sunday night. Really? So, yeah. Well, that sucks. I, yeah. uh, while it was, cause we came, we came back home and I, we started watching it when it was about half, almost half over, I guess. Um, came home, made something to eat, and then, then we turned it on. We were behind, so I was off off the grid. So I wouldn't get behind scores. as in the timeline of the game, right? Because St. Louis City hasn't been behind since the first game. Right. What second I'm saying game, is, what I'm saying is, Charlotte. is that the game right. was almost half over, right. and that's when I started watching it. So yeah. I was watching it delayed. Yeah. So and yeah, I, that's that, that kind of sucks that it wasn't available. So did you watch it? Uh, and or did I, you just heard the score? I lived with the recap. They had okay. the, the recap was on there, so yeah. I was able to see it. And you know, another mm. another beautiful um, Klaus goal. And yeah, yeah, that was a good game. Another good yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of thinking. Uh, I know Julie doesn't really listen to the show, so I can say this here, but we're supposed to go to another concert this Saturday night, and I'm thinking I might try to back out of that and stay <laughs> home and watch the game. <laughs> you haven't you haven't watched too many of them live, have you? No, no. I'm Saturday nights. Saturday <laughs> you're like nights the busy. biggest soccer fan that right? I know, and and you're the one who hasn't really seen too many live games, right? But um, I mean, Saturday and Sunday mornings, my sweet spot for watching soccer, right? That's kind of why I started watching Premier League back 10 years ago, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of a natural fit for me to watch it on Sunday morning. But I think this weekend, I kind of want to watch it and see if they can go 5 0. And now I'm looking forward to them what playing uh, Sporting KC after the, oh my the whole God. the whole podcast thing. If, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but they basically yeah. had a, sent a cease and desist to a a St. Louis podcast that called themselves the Soccer Capital Podcast, yeah. and uh, the Sporting KC apparently owns that name, and so they they went after a fan podcast in St. Louis, uh, made them shut it down, threatened lawsuit. And it was so, and the whole soccer community across the nation is like, oh, the podcasters are are kind of pissed off at sporting KC for doing that. So uh, Ken Morris did say that uh, $45, 45 us dollars is 61 51 Canadian. That would buy him a pair of dress pants and a sport coat at TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah. $45 will buy you a lot of shit. Um, and I was not going to pay that to park. Um, I, I would feel violated <laughs> if I had paid that. Um, and then, uh, Amy chimes in and says, it was an adventure. It was. And I felt bad for her because it was cold. <laughs> Walking around, she gets cold easy. All right. Uh, Bennington's two-game suspension. Uh, that happened. Uh, we've and this, and this was at a game that my daughter and I were at last week. Um, couldn't have picked a better game. Probably the most entertaining game or most entertaining period or moment uh, this season uh, was happened uh, <laughs> against the Wild last Wednesday in St. Louis. Um it turned into an amazing atmosphere. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Things got crazy. Um, so in this game, it kind of started when uh, Bennington Cup checked. I saw this earlier in the game. Bennington Cup checked a, a wild player earlier in the game uh, in a goal mouth scrum. Uh, they, they put it on the board in the replay. Uh, and I, I, I said, oh, he got somebody. Got somebody in the junk with his with his stick, and you know, and Bill can attest as a goalie, 
How many times do you think you cup checked a guy, Bill? How many times? If you take in, a guess. In one game. <laughs> Are we talking like uh, triple digits uh, in your career? Oh, easy. Easy triples. Four digits? No. No. <laughs> no. no. My, my, uh, my, had I played to this day, it would be in the, you know, probably in the fours, maybe in the fives. I don't know. Somebody probably would have taken my head off eventually, but. Well, uh, for those not familiar with what a cup check is, it's when you take your stick and you put it between another player's legs and you just come up with it. You kind of bop them from underneath, right, yeah. with the stick or the blade. Um, and uh, basically uh, checking to see if they have a cup, right? <laughs> right. That's why it's called a cup check. A cup check. I've done it a lot. One, I've told the story before that I cup checked a guy one time. He was going to the corner. I was I was following him in, and I, I had my stick, and I cup checked him, and the toe of the blade came up first, and all I felt was pubic bone when I hit. <laughs> it, like, reverberated my stick, and uh, he crumpled. <laughs> To the eyes, to the and I and I no penalty, no penalty, and I felt bad for like a second. And no. uh, it, he, uh, <laughs> it wasn't cool. I, I mean, I was, you know, that was back in the day. Yeah, no, that's it's uh, like if if you want to see if if you're not still not sure what we're talking about, just just Google Patrick Wad Dino Cicerelli. Mm, yeah, that, that is that is my favorite. <laughs> like he doesn't do him. Cicerelli turns around, friends to punch him. Yeah, <laughs> turns around, he does it again. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my all-time favorite right goalie, you know, being a dick moments. Right. But and and what did you think of uh, Patrick Walker? He did that. What did you think he was? Uh, you know, whining, crying, being a dirty little bitch. Uh, you know, hateful guy. It's hockey, right? It was hockey. No, no, it's hockey. It's it's, it's it's it is exactly that. It is hockey, <laughs> right? And it's it's. If you it don't was, like it? Get it the was fuck a, out. Right. It was a goalie getting into a guy's head. Yeah. Right. And and that's you know that that's part of the gig. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Bennington did cup check a guy, and they, they n- nothing. There was no call. Uh, they showed the little scrum and the, not, nothing major, just pushing and shoving in front of the goal. And uh, I saw it. And I'm like, oh, he got him. And it turns out after the game, that, uh, we found out that that uh, it, the whole bench had found out that he had cup checked somebody. So, and that was in Flurry's mind uh, later on when when uh, the brouhaha happened. Um, so you fast forward to later in the game in the second period, Blues had a three to one lead. Uh, Minnesota came back to tie at three, and the Blues went up four to three. The Minnesota scored twice more to take a five to four lead. Their uh, fourth goal of the period, uh, they go on to score a fifth in the second. Uh, Ryan Hartman scored their fifth goal, um, or their fourth goal, their fourth goal, whatever it was. Uh, after scoring, he he kind of cruised through the top of the crease, just outside the top of the crease. Bennington had kind of slid out and was turning. Uh, after trying to make the save as like a momentum thing, after trying to make the save, and uh, Hartman collides with Bennington. Bennington doesn't really see it head on; it kind of hit him from behind. He thinks it's on purpose, um, based on the kind of player that you know Hartman is and how Bennington knows that how he plays. So he felt it was intentional. So he jumps up, goes into the celebration scrum after the goal, and with his stick in his blocker hand, just right in Hartman's visor his face uh gives him a blocker punch in the face 
So, and that kind of started some crap. The linesman comes in and grabs Bennington. Flurry sees it, knows that Bennington had cup checked a guy earlier in the game. He's like, he's my guy. I got to go down there and, and, and take him. Um, and for those familiar with the old days of bench clearing brawls, when goalies would get into it, when a goalie got into it, uh, the other goalie's responsibility was to come down there and take the goalie because if everyone's paired off, you're outnumbered, right? So one team has right. an extra guy with the goalie who's in the scrum. So the other goalie comes down and takes the goalie. And that's, and that's where goalie fights stemmed from, you know, two goalies be going at it sometimes back in the day. You don't see it much anymore. <clears throat> But well, except for Tim Shevelday, but that's another story. Yeah, here comes Shevelday, right? Um, that was still the tail end of when that would happen once in a while. Yeah. Once in a while, right? But uh, so Flurry wants to go with Bennington. Uh, Bennington's tied up by uh, the linesman. I have his name here. What's the linesman's name? Uh, he's grabbed by David Breezeboy. Breezebois. Breezebois. Uh, linesman David Breezebois, number ninety-six. So boo that man. Yeah, boo that man. He kind of he made this war he made the fallout from this worse than it would have been had they fought. If they had fought, there'd be a lot of a lot less people um talking badly about Bennington than there were. Because I mean there still would be, but but they would have gotten their fight, right? right. Uh, they would have gotten the the a chance for retribution against Bennington. Right. And and not only that, Bennington would have got his fight. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what Flurry like, too. Flurry wanted right. to fight. Yeah, but but Bennington, this is it feels like his career is like the career trajectory is leading to a point where he finally gets a fight with another goalie. And we got denied that. And right. so that that itch is still going to be there. It's going to happen again. Yeah, eventually, you know, it's going to happen just the way Bennington is and uh, how he likes to stir things up a little bit. So it's it, eventually it's going to happen. Um, <sighs> Flurry wanted to fight. Bennington wanted to fight. Linesman wouldn't let him go. Um, I thought Flurry had a chance to get in there and grab Bennington while he was tied up with the linesman. He went up and he reached out and he pulled back. I thought if Flurry had actually grabbed on the Bennington and they started to tussle, I maybe the linesman lets him go, like like let's go. But uh, Flurry didn't. He kind of backed off a little bit, waiting for to see if Bennington was going to be let go by the linesman. And then the other linesman came in and got Flurry, and then it, it wasn't going to happen. Um, linesman was a uh, uh, Flurry was mic'd up for this. Yeah. Did you hear that? He just yeah, yeah. he was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, of of course I did because I found I follow Alan Walsh, his agent, and of course that was tweeted out very quickly. Uh, what so what what I didn't like was you know so many people um, on Twitter saying you know Flurry would have beat Bennington's ass. You can't say that. You don't know what the what the result is, and I'm telling you, I think Benny takes that fight. I do too. And so, so many things. He's not Ray Emery. Right. Flurry's not Ray Emery. <laughs> right. And, and Rest neither, in is, peace. neither is Bennington. But no, no, no. Uh, Breeze Blas' actions there, like so many, you know, so many opportunity costs. We, we didn't know, we didn't get to learn, you know, will this change the trajectory of Bennington's career? Will this? have scratched the itch and he doesn't need to fight anymore. Right. 
would this have made him an even more, you know, hated person had he knocked Flurry out? Right? Had they gotten into a fight and knocked Flurry out? Flurry is Flurry is the most beloved goalie in the NHL. Yeah, like right. Lee Wise right now, right? And and he's about to beat Patrick Waugh, which is you know, me as Patrick Waugh fan. Right? He's about to overtake him for career wins. You know, say Bennington knocks him out, and you know that doesn't happen, <laughs> right? He's he's got a concussion, has to retire. You uh-huh. know, uh, I mean, I'm not wishing that. Mark Andre Flurry, like I've gotten to see him his entire career. And he's he is a hell of a goalie, right? He's ups and downs, Stanley Cups, different teams. Total respect for the guy. But man, can you imagine if that happens, right? What the you know, Jordan Biddington knocks out a guy right before he passes Patrick Waugh, the all times with <laughs> right? And then Biddington's getting run every fucking game he plays. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and, and proclaim that I know what was going to happen in the fight, but yeah, there to say for people to, and I saw what you did for people to say that, Oh, Flurry wins that fight. Ah, there's no, there's no justification for that opinion at all. Um, so, and, and uh, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, Matt Harris was up on the screen there. Uh, Bennington has COD teenager rage. I think he could have ended that old man's life. Um, yeah. Uh, Bennington yeah. has the crazy on his side, right. Uh, for that. Um, and Flurry, I mean, and Fl- and Flurry didn't even Flurry didn't seem pissed off because when he was mic'd up, he was right. like just kind of making cracking a couple of jokes, you know, about right. wanting to, it, I need it to get seemed, my fight in, I need to get my fight. It's right. It it seemed like he was he was going down there because he was mic'd up. <laughs> he might have been. Oh, it was a it was a perfect scenario with him being mic'd up to right. to for for the hockey world for the because Bennington's one of the most hated players in the NHL. And so everybody that hates him wanted to see this fight. They wanted to see Flurry try and take him out. And then the Bennington supporters, they wanted Bennington to get this fight to get these critics off of his back. He never wants to fight. He always hides behind the linesman, you know, and, and, and who doesn't love a goalie fight anyway? So yeah. And the linesman just totally fucked this all up. And with Flurry being mic'd up, that would have been on every video compilation highlight for the NHL for decades. Stephen A. Smith would have had a segment about it. <laughs> oh my god! I just and, and Bennington's a twig. He's not a big guy. So, but neither was Flurry. Yeah. So it would have been two lightweights going at it, right? Right. So. Right. It would have been great. Ken just uh, was Ken just said, right? Bennington fighting most other goalies would be like a middleweight going up against a heavyweight, but not not flurry. Not flurry. Like, that's right. a pretty even match size yeah, wise. Right. And I but yeah. rage wise, oh yeah. Benny's totally got that. Oh, it's not even he, close. Benny's throwing some Sopranos, you know, up and coming hitman energy. Right. That's that seems to be like, you know, like that you know, his dress and his his hair is he, he totally fit into that seat. <laughs> Flurry's older uh, and Flurry's never been in a uh, NHL fight. I don't know if he's been in a fight before he made the NHL. Yeah, the and he, he made it right out right for the draft, didn't he? He was right. he didn't spend any yeah. time in the NHL. So nope. he went straight from the queue. To so unless the bigs. Yeah, he fought in the queue, I don't know. But uh Bennington has fought before, so he had that on his side too. He fought in the AHL. 
So uh, everyone was screaming in the crowd. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Um, and basically yelling, let him go. Let me like, like pleading with the linesman, let him go. Oh my God. Um, and my, I looked at my daughter. My daughter is 13 years old and I was yelling, let him go. I turn and look at her and she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Let him fight. Let him fight. <laughs> And I'm like, why would you break this up? I, I know that they're they're supposed to break it up. That's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to like always fight if they can help it. But oh my God, read the room, dude. I mean, it's Bennington. <laughs> right. You have to let everybody fight. wants this. Everybody. Everybody wants it. It would have been. I mean, it it would be on. Uh, oh, it, he's already. He's the most talked about player. Whenever he does anything, whenever he, you know shoves a guy, mouths off, trips a bench, whatever, pisses somebody off. The whole hockey world is like, he like lives in everyone's domes. And, and so the little things he does, everyone talks about it nonstop. And then if this were to happen, oh, the hockey world would have, it would have, this would have helped hockey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Bennington gets a suspension out yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, there was a huge delay after the after the thing too. They didn't start play back up for a while. Right. I'm not sure what the deal was. Uh, they kicked they, they escorted Bennington off. He was kicked out of the game, um, and uh, it took him a while to get play started again. But then he yeah, he gets he gets the ejection. Uh, Flurry gets a penalty for leaving the crease. Right. Bennington got a penalty for leaving the crease too. Yeah, but it, that's that's like kind of the most asinine by the book call ever he was he was outside of his crease when he got hit he was still outside of his crease when he punched him <laughs> right right but right. it was it was a match penalty intent to injure right wasn't that the call on the ice yeah I, uh, for, for punching in with the blocker yeah well i don't know if it was intent to injure i guess that's what they're going to classify it as but but yeah anytime you punch by the blocker you're gonna that's that's a well but okay i'll say this that when I saw him leave the crease and go into the scrum and punch the guy with the blocker, I thought, oh, that's that's bad news. Yeah. But but you see goalies use that blocker at, and punch when they're in their crease to create space. I've seen goalies like jab at guys' backs, backs of the head. Um, off I mean, not often, but I've I've seen it uh, every now and then. They use that they use that to to clear space and to uh to uh to hit forwards who might be uh, in their in their area and their in their crease, um, and you don't see goalies get penalties. Well, kicked out of the game for that. Um, it just so happens that he left the crease into a goal celebration scrum and and went in with this. And you mentioned before the show he had a stick in his hand. That makes a big difference, right? Right. So, no, and I think had he dropped the stick, he might actually be able to escape from suspension, right? Because he doesn't make contact with the flat edge of the blocker. Right, which is what I I told you at Austin, you know, before the show. I I've used that before, right? And that that is when you're pissed off and you're trying to inflict damage, yeah. right? I, I I'll have to check your cousin Jeff's memory on this, but I seem to recall getting a five minute major for punching a guy with my blocker, with yeah, but not not the fist part, the you know the edge the, of the blocker, the waffle board. Right? the waffle right. board yeah yeah and that you know it, it's it is you know there is you're only trying to inflict harm when you sure do that, right sure but, but and, i've seen goalies do it uh right. and, and i think i think if you're in your crease and there's a guy up on you 
and you and you punch them even with the waffle board uh maybe not i mean like somewhere right. uh it's you're not getting kicked out of the game for that um right. but i he left the crease you know instigate instigated it well didn't he'll tell you otherwise that that it was instigated when he was run into but right. um uh george washington in the youtube chat says the delay was the refs reviewing the call to confirm it was a match major that's true that makes complete sense i was at the game so we weren't told jack squat about why the delay was going on that makes complete sense um it did seem like it took a long time to review it though it's you you look at it once like yeah i mean he he punched him with the with the blocker so i mean it's it's it is where it is um so the Blues uh, ended up losing this game 8-5 to five in disappointing fashion. The most disappointing part of this game for me was the way the Blues came out in the third period. They came out flat after a crazy, energized second period. Well, and after, after the whole ruckus happened, uh, Minnesota scores on a – they allow a breakaway to uh, – uh, oh, who was it? Who scored on the breakaway? You were upset. That it was that that he scored on a breakaway. <laughs> um, oh, it was uh, uh, Alex Galagoski. Yes, right? Galagoski. The defenseman, right? Right. And, and he plays to the crowd like he he does the the mockery of Jordan Bennington. Mm-hmm. Like it, the fact that he skated off the ice on his own power at by you know the time this game ended tells me that I think there are a lot of Blues players that are like fuck Benny. Right, this the antics went too far tonight. Well, you know, it's funny because um, I think was it Falk didn't really jump in uh, like expected on that play um, either. Um, I think I'm, I'm thinking a different play. Well, Shen got in Hartman's face. Yeah, and, yes, and I think this is yes. what this is. This is the the part that I thought diffused everything and nobody was willing to try nobody was willing to even throw a hit after they gave shen 10 for getting in hartman's face and tell him i'm gonna fuck you up yeah right and that's that's the part of the game that i hate the most right shen as the de facto captain of this team getting in hartman's face and challenging him you know, the, the linesman, or I'm sorry, the, the refs at this point, and it was Kelly Sutherland who I used to, I used to love, right? Kelly Sutherland was the guy that we all got to hear on tape tell, I forget who it was uh, for the Islanders back in the day when Brodeur played for us and they tapped him behind the goal and got his ass kicked. And he said, you have to pay the Marty tax, right? I've loved that moment with Kelly Sutherland, <laughs> but he fucking clamped down on this game and that call on Shen totally, totally took all of the energy out of the game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a fan of, of excessive calls to try and prevent future actions. Uh, that I don't like that. Um, you know, call what happens, you know, you're not, you're not trying as an official, I, I guess you feel like you might have some responsibility to to keep control of a game, but you know, I don't think that game was in danger of being out of control. I just think it was. We had that one moment, and then we had Shen wanting to uh, challenge a guy who ran into his goalie, which you see that kind of thing. I mean, I don't. Right. I don't know. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the the preemptive stuff to uh, to. Uh, to try and ward off uh, something worse, which may or may not happen. Right. 
it's it it was it was very disappointing you know as as you know i i don't i don't want to be i don't want to come off as you know one of the people that is aggrandizing the the brutality that used to exist in the game but when the players were able to respond and and make amends and you know pay retribution i'm not saying you know i and i, I think the NHL did have a culture change after Todd Bertuzzi and it needed to, right? That, that shit was, that was over the line, but there needs to still be that element in the game and Shen getting in Hartman's face, telling him you're going to pay for that. Right. Doesn't deserve a 10 minute misconduct. No, no. And I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blues losses came at five. Um, Whimper in the third, uh, but uh, not a lot of uh, not okay. A lot of non-blues fans obviously hate Jordan Bennington. Um, so I think is the Jordan Bennington hate uh, warranted? I mean, I, I okay, not 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 hate, but I understand why he's hated, but. You know how people are. They, they, it's almost like they don't understand the situation. Like they'll use the wrong words to describe what Bennington is doing, um, calling him a uh, crybaby, a whiner, a complainer, um, can't handle situations. So he just attacks people. Um, that's not, those aren't the right words. And to what's going on, I, I think, you know, he's, <sighs> I think Gary Bettman's move to take fighting out of the game and to take a lot of the extracurricular stuff out of the game has been going on now for what, 25 years. And I think a lot of new fans don't quite understand or get the way the NHL used to be. And when that kind of play pops up um, with, you know, what Bennington did, um, or goalie fights or scrums after a goal or whatever, you know, I don't think fans know how to handle it. They don't know. They think it's something obscene or uh, not part of the game, which it hasn't been a big part of the game for a while. But um, personally, I'd like it to still be there under the surface, like to to rise up every once in a while to, to, to remind people, hey, this is still hockey. Um, this This stuff can still happen. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of new fans they'll see stuff like this and they won't understand that this is kind of how things used to be. Stuff like this happened a lot um, with uh, extracurricular stuff after the whistle, um, bench clearing brawls, uh-huh. you know, goalie fights, um, and and people get so upset and so offended by what Bennington does. And if in thirty years ago, there you what he's done today wouldn't bat anybody's eye you know and, and back then it was just that just part of the game um probably not as bad as what most people did back then so i think i just think uh people just don't understand i think i blame batman for that um because you know if you've been a fan if you became a fan at any point in the last 25 years you unless you've seen old clips which i'm sure they have but if you didn't experience it and live it day to day you didn't understand you don't understand like old old style hockey you know old time hockey 
It's just right. It's not. You won't understand Slapshot. The movie Slapshot would be like foreign to you. Right. You, I mean, just, in you know, some of Slapshot, like the the you know the first time the Hansons take the ice, right? That, <laughs> well, that's, it's all over the top, right? Right. It's all very yeah. much over the top. Sure. But but as a kid who grew up going to games at the Checker Dome and seeing bench clearing brawls, you know, Al Secord with the Blackhawks getting into a brawl with the blues, getting tossed and standing at the entrance to the Zamboni gate, flipping the bird, to the entire audience, <laughs> right. You know, that, like that, those kinds of crazy games happened all the time in the days of the Chuck Norris division. Right. People and, loved it. Right. And, it. and, you know, there, there, I do think that there's a point, like I said before, you know, when, when the Todd Bertuzzi incident happened, there there needed to be some some change but you know it you can still and people still do argue that the bertuzzi you know taking his retribution on steve moore was impacted by them not being allowed to fight during the game that steve moore hit marcus naslin Right. So it had this build up into the next meeting. But what Bertuzzi did was way over the top. And there is no room in hockey for that. We can't make we can't make arguments that there's room for hockey in that. But, you know, sometimes what you need to do is to let it happen on the ice in the moment. And that doesn't happen in the NHL. Matt Harris said 2023. Matt Harris said uh, it's not just Bettman, though. The Q just implemented new fighting rules. Um, I yeah, and they're they gonna, banned it, right? Well, they the just, starting next season, right? Right, starting it, next it, season, yeah. Fighting is banned. Yeah, which is not gonna. I whatever. I, I what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if you know you've got you know somebody of Zach Bolduc's caliber in the queue and he gets into a fight? You're gonna throw him out of the league, right? Well, what? <laughs> how far are you gonna go to enforce that? Well, I mean, okay, fighting. What is the penalty? You're you're kicked out of the game. Is that because? I, because, I would assume because fighting a suspension. Okay, because okay, because fighting is against the rules in the NHL. You get penalized for it. <laughs> it's not like you can just fight and just have no repercussions, right? There is a five minute penalty for fighting, so it's it's well, against the rules, <laughs> right? Unless unless you're Brett Hull and Dave Gagne, you drop the gloves and throw. This is one of my favorite moments of the late uh, late eighties, early nineties. Blues stars, Brett Hull, Dave Gagne, both dropped the gloves, threw haymakers at each other, and got two for roughing. <laughs> Uh, Matt Harris says, or Ken Morris says, uh, there would have been no Broad Street bullies if it were not for Noel Picard, Bob Billy, and Barkley Plager. And that, you know, that was a fantastic era, you know, because the St. Louis Blues created the Broad Street bullies, a, a, an iconic team in the NHL. The, the Philadelphia Flyers became the Broad Street bullies because they were getting pushed around by the Blues, and their GM was like, nope, no more. We're getting tougher. And then that's when they, they, they built the Broad Street Bullies to deal with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, George Washington says, uh, Quebec government apparently made the fighting ban a condition of the financial support it gave to the Q during the pandemic. Huh. I haven't read up on uh, the... I just I saw the headline and I saw a brief discussion about it. I didn't look in the details as far as uh, uh, why they're doing didn't, it. Didn't do a deep analysis, just assume they're all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sucks. 
Um, but is anybody surprised? I don't like it, but are you surprised just the way things have been going and trending over the past no. three decades? Slowly. Um, it's, a, it's a wonder Ryan Reeves still has a job. <laughs> hey, he he's more than just a fighter. Though. I know he he's all he can always play. He can always scare. Yeah. Um, Tony Twist would not have a job today. And and it it I mean the day he was told he no longer had a job with the Blues, he went out and got in a motorcycle accident. Right. Yep. Yeah. The Twist was a terrible skater. He was a terrible skater. He was a terrible hockey player. He was the best fighter in the league when he fought when he was playing, and that's why he was in the league. Yeah. Um, and yeah. period. That was it. Yeah, and you know that that was you know the end of the enforcer, the true enforcer era. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it that people are saying it would be okay to act the way Bennington does if he were putting up stellar numbers this season and the team was winning? You know, have you seen that argument uh, that because people bring up like, well, Billy Smith, Patrick Waugh, Ed Belfort, Ron Hextall, et cetera, et cetera. They've all been brought up when discussing Bennington and because and, you know, people say, well, these goalies did this back in the day, you know, and, and people loved it. They didn't, you know, they weren't like calling for an end to this. And, and, uh, but people say, well, Bennington's not as good as Billy Smith, Patrick Waugh, Ed Belfort, Ron Hextall. And I'm like, well, why does it make a difference how good you are? You know what I mean? So the better right. you are, the more liberties you get. I thought that right. was a bad thing, you know, that, that's, that, that star players got special treatment. Right. And, and you know, out of those three guys, Ron Hextall, right, he, he as a rookie, he had an amazing year. 1987 took an unexpected Flyers team all the way to the finals, only to get beat by, you know, the, the Oilers. And he, he was – his antics were something. Uh, he got suspended going into the following year because of that slash on Kent Nelson. Um, but he's out of those three guys. I think if if I'm going to put Bennington, you know, at peer to peer with somebody, it'd be him. Right? He had an amazing rookie year. Brought this team, you know, he, he was a successful goalie. He was a you know slightly above average goalie. But he did, you know, he's famous for scoring the goal, right? He's the first goalie to do it. Right. And we saw Casey, who, wait, who is it? Tristan Jari. Tonight we saw him try twice and <laughs> miss by 15 feet. He's no Carl Lidbob's lip, Carl Lidbob. Uh but Hexy, Hexy was, and, and, you know, if you guys want to do like a deep dive, into goalies there's a, a great pod podcast that i think it was a score put out a series when goalies were weird and they they deep dive on um patrick wah ed belfour curtis joseph and hexy great episodes go find it you know wherever you're listening to this on the podcast you can find it there um but they did a great deep dive on it and like i was saying hexy you know hexy and and benny i think are the two guys that are our closest you know if we could peer them um I don't get the, you know, the, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't get why you have to say, you know, look, look what, you know, if he was better, if he was putting up better numbers. Yeah. Right. It's, that's just, 
It just it seems like a dumb argument. It yeah, it's like uh, you don't have any bullets in your gun, so you just throw the gun and you just make up something stupid. And it, I, it, whenever I hear that said, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not sure you're you're. I understand what you're saying, I but I don't think it makes any sense. It doesn't apply. It's just like you're just reaching for something. Um, so anyway, uh, Benton gets suspended for two games for that uh, for his actions on the ice. Joel Hofer is called up due to Bennington's suspension. So more on that and other Blues news on the other side of this break from our amazing sponsors. You are listening to Curtin Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do... I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase 1 provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period 2, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Austin and I played uh, RPS, Rock, Paper, Scissors, in the break, and he threw, I threw rock, he threw paper. Who the fuck throws paper on the first go? The mm. pussy throws paper on the first go. Somebody who's been studying tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. 
after I saw him throw paper, I'm like, we're not doing best out of three. I can't play with you. Go paper on the first throw. Jeez. Everyone knows you go scissors. That's why I went rock. <laughs> or at least go rock and we'll tie. Uh, Joel Hofer was called up from Springfield uh, due to the suspension to Bennington. Uh, he got the start versus Washington on Friday. Played very well. The Blues 5-2 to two win. Uh, did it surprise you, Bill, that uh, Hofer got the start and didn't back up Grice right away? I know uh, some folks on the social media, uh, the our friends over at the Two Guys One Cup, they they said they wanted to see him. Uh, they didn't want to see him play behind this defense. <laughs> uh, no, no. They thought they might damage him mentally. No, no. What's it, it's it's a win win situation. You, you know, you start him, he crumbles behind this team. You know, behind the defense, you know, we we lose points. We get a better draft position. Win, right? You start him. He beats Alex Ovechkin in his, you know, first start of this season, right? It's not his first start of his career. Right. And he gets confidence and you've got a confident goalie, right? And, and I, I, I totally didn't get Steven's argument, you know, that not wanting to see him play. I, I, you know, I, I was hoping that Thomas Grice got the Chad Johnson treatment mid season. Um, I, I just, I've not felt good with him. Um, and I don't want to get too far off track, but fast forward to, um, the next game and Hofer's tossing a shot out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then his skate breaks. And yeah. Come out. <laughs> I was scared shitless that Grice was going to give up a goal. I know, I right? Every time the puck went at that net, that's going off somebody and in the net. I have zero <laughs> confidence in Thomas Grice. Well, right? it, when he came in for Bennington after Bennington got the boot against Minnesota, uh, he allowed the first shot on that on the breakaway through his legs. To so. fucking Galagoski. Alex Galagoski, yeah. right? a defenseman, right? Yeah. So uh, before this season, Hofer had played uh, two prior NHL games, both starts. He was one and one prior to the season, uh, allowed six goals, uh, made forty-four saves and fifty uh, made uh, forty-four saves on fifty shots against, uh, eight eighty save percentage, three point oh seven goals against average, uh, one hundred seventeen minutes, three point oh seven GAA. I said that, um, but uh, yeah, looked. Uh, Looked really good against Washington. Uh, the he allowed one goal on the power play and one uh, and one was on five on five. So and the five on five goal was a great pass back door, which is a goal Benson has seen going often this season. Uh, Bushnevich loses his man and he's wide open back door for the goal. Uh, Hofer did get the number one star in this game. He was very good and I was uh, very pleased with that first start. Um, you know what? And after. You know, 2019, when Bennington gets called up, and he goes on that tear, and he's amazing. And you're 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 early on when he was in net, you're just waiting for the other shoe to fall and him mm-hmm. to come back down to earth, right? And it just didn't really happen that year, right? Um, and so now, kind of in the same boat with Hofer, where he comes up, he's playing, he's played uh, three games now. He's played really well in each game. And uh, I assume he's not going to get the next start. Uh, I assume Grice will, or Bennington will start in goal since he'll be back. But um, if Grice gets another fucking minute for this team, I'll be <laughs> upset unless yeah. there's an injury. Yeah, and that's and that's why this goes back to the trade deadline. 
and maybe that would have been, been a bit early, but that's why we, we kind of talked about maybe just trading Grice for anything. If somebody wanted a backup, um, just for anything, you know, just and then call it eighth round pick. Yeah. The eighth round doesn't exist. <laughs> Seventh rounder. But so, and then to call up Hofer and, and get him a handful of starts to get his feet wet for next season when he, in all likelihood, will be the backup um, next season. So, either way, I mean, but Grice is still here. So, whatever. So, we're carrying three goalies uh, right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was very happy. Uh, Blues route shot 34 to 17 in this game. The team didn't play great. Um, I got goals from Kapanen, Walker, and Verona. How great has Verona been? Oh, my God. Right. The, the perfect change of scenery, uh, you know, kind of player. He he went to Detroit and you know just it wasn't it wasn't a good fit and he was having you know some some personal issues went into the league's player assistance program you know they the, you know the the story that I heard was you know they tried uh, this is Kevin Allen um, you know on the uh, in the in between first second period last night Kevin Allen gave an interview with uh, Ben Ferrario uh, or. Um, Alex Ferrario on one hundred one, and he said that you know when they when he came back from the the player assistance program, they asked him to try to change his game, right? Because the 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 question was, you know, what is his how high is his defense, um, you know, his defensive uh, liability? And Kevin Allen said hi, and Detroit tried to change that when he came back from his. from the player assistance program, they told him, let's try to change your game too. And it just, it wasn't working. So, you know, they figured he'd be a good change of scenery kind of guy. And the blues are the one that took the risk to take him. and damn, it's paying off. I, yeah. And, and I, what, uh, two things stick out, uh, with him for me is his speed and he shoots. I mean, he's, he's, what is it? Uh, Verona, let's look at his numbers here. He's got 28 shots in, what was it? Eight games for the Blues? Yeah. He's shooting. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's three less shots than Nathan Walker has in 44 games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see on the team. He's, uh, yeah, he's down there in shots for a game. But, I mean, he, he has as many as Alexandrov. Now, Alexandrov's played 28 games. Uh, Neighbors has played 31 games, has 37 shots. So he, he shoots. And right. th- there's something to be said for that. You know, just pepper, you know, you take you, and they're good. They're, he's getting good shots. He could have had a couple of goals, a couple more goals last night. Yeah. Um, no, so uh, offensively, the guy is dynamic. Right, he's he's driving offense. He's driving, you know, with with those kind of shot numbers. I'm sure he's driving possession because um, that's what drives those numbers. Um, he's he's looked very good on the offensive side of the puck. So, with the Blues next year, what I expect is going to be a massive retooling. You know, new structure on the back end to try to address all the deficiency, how much they're going to rely on the forwards is going to tell me how much he is going to play into their plans, right? This is kind of the throwaway part of this season. Let him do what he's going to do. Let him get his confidence back, play his game and not worry so much on the defensive end. 
and, you know, see what happens next year is going to be a different story, I think. Yep. And if we have a structure that supports a player like him, God damn, I want him here. I want him like uh, he's, he's just, well, he's brought an element that this team just hasn't had. Well, he's right. here next year and Detroit's paying half of his salary. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, uh, the thing with him, I think, uh, is going to be consistency, right? I mean, he's going to just whether or not he can maintain it. Because, um, like you said, he's got the skills, he's got the tools, um, and he's shown flashes of it in the NHL. But it's just a hopefully, like you said, change of scenery um, is what he needs. And this could be one of those really good uh, Armstrong depth moves. Uh, and it's about time we stick it to Eisenman, right? In a move to uh, get the better of the deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's a nice narrative, but Eiserman even has said um, that, you know, he, he felt like Verona needed that change. So, and, and even so, uh, I mean, right. It, it, but, it, regardless, you know, it'd be, it would be nice to get the better end of the deal on a, on a trade with Eiserman. Cause I don't think we've come out looking to well, the best two or three. Well, it wasn't even a trade though. It was a waiver. Pickup wasn't it? Uh, was it? No, no, Captain no, was, was, was the waiver. Captain was waiver pickup. Verona was the trade. Right. We had seventh rounder, right? For for uh, yeah, Verona, and they right. and they retained half the salary. Yeah, which is yeah, that's... which is bonkers because you think if they're retaining half the salary, they get a better pick, right? But I think it was seventh pick, seventh round pick. Um, yeah. So um, you know, they... we'll give you we'll give you Thomas Christ back. <laughs> <laughs> and we calls it even. Right. <laughs> um, so the, uh, let's see, the Blues, they played uh, Winnipeg. Um, where am I at here on the outline? The Washington game, Verona, Winnipeg. Uh, the, the Blues did beat Winnipeg. Uh, this was the Hofer's uh, 3 nothing shutout. Uh, Winnipeg fans were upset at the Jets' effort in this game. Uh, even though they outshot the Blues 34-17, and Money Puck had the Jets deserving to win the game. Uh, in their 1,000 game simulations, the Jets did, the Jets did win 73.8 percent of those games. Uh, so they outplayed the Blues, and uh, Hofer got the number one star again. Uh, first two starts this season, it's the number one star in both games. Um, Chris Kerber got the uh, call on the TV play-by-play for this game as Kelly was reportedly out with COVID. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, uh, Kerbs announced that on the intro to the game. Um, and the other side of the story is that Dan Kelly Jr. called the game on the radio. First NHL game in 15 years. Wow. I couldn't believe that. He last called for Columbus. Is that right? Yeah. 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 He was he was the inaugural play-by-play guy for the Blue Jackets. Yep. And I, I feel that was one of those things is like, yeah, I'm definitely old. If he hasn't called an <laughs> NHL game in 15 years, he was he was still at the Smet when I was in uh, when I was playing for CBC. I think he was he he might have been a senior in '93, huh. um, but he was still playing for the Smet. So I'm like, oh my god, if he hasn't he hasn't been in his job that I knew him for for 15 years, I'm old. <laughs> Uh, it was cool seeing uh, here on Kerber on TV. I enjoyed that. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, and uh, so Hofer got the shutout in that game, uh, earned another start, uh, this time versus Detroit on Tuesday. Uh, neighbors did return to lineup in this game. I thought he was invisible the first half of the game, and I, I he was more into the play as the game went on. I thought he got better as the game went on. 
uh, as far as like you know being involved in the play, uh, right in the offensive zone. Uh, but yeah, but but uh, I didn't. I wasn't quite paying attention. Didn't realize he had, was even in the game until right. about halfway through when I heard his name called. Oh, neighbors is playing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so that's not good when you're not when you're a forward and you're supposed to be uh, producing and <laughs> some fans may not might not realize you're even playing about half, till halfway through the game. Yeah, but you know, I also I you know. I, I don't want him going out there and throwing his body around and getting noticed coming off of a shoulder injury. Yeah, I we guess. have a history with problems with that on this team. So. Shoulders? No, it's uh, it's not so much uh, a problem with players hurting their shoulders. It's just when they get hurt, it's fixing it. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> Go to Denver. <laughs> Uh, Peron, Wallman, and Husso also, uh, oh, they made their return to St. Louis. Um, Wallman and Husso were recognized during a commercial break and got some applause from the fans. Um, as a friend of the show, Tom Calhoun welcomed them back. And then Peron, uh, the next commercial break, uh, Peron got a 90-second video tribute later on in the first period. Uh, Bally's didn't air it. Not sure why. Um, they probably should have come back or they should have waited to, I don't know, they should have coordinated right. it to show it to the fans right. on TV. 101 did i was did I, at the, yeah i was i was listening to this in the radio uh thus the kevin allen tidbits from previous part um but i was listening i was on my way home um after picking up dinner and listening to it and they had they, they missed maybe the first five seconds of it but okay like hearing you know hearing the the video play uh video replay uh, was just uh, the moments, you know, that that they played on the video tribute, and hearing Calhoun salute him, and then the description, you know, uh, Kerber's description uh, of just how he he was basically fighting back tears, mm-hmm. it, just amazing, really emotional for Peron, yeah. uh, and you could tell, you could see it that he was. He was he he said he, he said after the game he barely held it together. <laughs> yeah. Um Jeff Ponder uh was vocally pissed about them not showing the, the video tribute on Bally's. Um does Ponder know that they have the video tribute on the website? You can watch it there. <laughs> it's available, you can watch it. Um but I did. I, I watched it on the uh on the website too. So it's uh it's available for those who are watching on TV and then get to see it. Um, go to the lose, lose website and you can see the uh, the video tribute. Uh, complete with Perron uh, trying to hold it together on the ice. Yeah. So. Totally worth it. Yeah, and it's. I mean, and again, not to beat a dead horse, but it does suck that it just didn't work out to bring him back. Uh, the the team wanted to go a different direction. It, that just that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, the the you know the other unspoken part of this story is uh, Robbie Fabry also back in the building, but uh, as Robbie Fabry is wont to do, was on the injured list and in the press box. <laughs> that wasn't his first game back, though, right? No, I mean, he's no it was not. He, I mean, he's, he's it's been, been a while. He's been back several times. Yeah, I was going to say. Although he's been hurt a lot, so I, <laughs> right. I wasn't quite sure if he's actually played in St. Louis. Right. No, he, he he's had at least one game here. I I I could have sworn. So okay. well, with them being in the Eastern Conference, they don't play here once a year. Eh, so maybe not. Maybe he hasn't. Producer Austin. Yeah. <laughs> How many games is uh he wasn't paying attention? <laughs> How many games has uh, Robbie Fabry Fabry played in St. Louis since he was since he's been with Detroit? I, I don't expect you to know this right away. Yeah. <laughs> um 
So Hofer didn't earn the number one star in this game, but he did get the number three star, stopping 28 of 30 shots and playing very well again, only allowing one five-on-five goal. The other was a power play goal against a backdoor play yet again, where uh, Pareko, and I, I feel like I've said this a lot this season, player defenseman leaving coverage to cover areas where they're not covering anybody, and the player they were covering in coverage then scores right away. Mm-hmm. It's like you leave your guy to go to an area where you're not covering anyone, like you in between, right? And and then the guy scores that you were covering. That happens so much. And Pareko did the exact same thing. He was he was in the it was in coverage it was co- in coverage in the in front of the goal in the slot in the top of the crease, and he left coverage. Because but but Saad was right there. Saad was with the with the puck carrier, so I don't know why he felt the need to go over there and leave his man. And he did, and the pass came across, and his man scores. And I was like, I mean, and I don't want to dog on Preko too much because I think he's been much better lately. I've actually enjoyed Preko's play. He's been, he's impressed me the past handful of games uh, since the deadline, maybe a little before that. But I he's but this play was was dog shit <laughs> dog mm. shit defensive play i thought it was terrible just and and this has been a microcosm this has happened a lot for the blues not just and Pareko, i mean krug's done this a ton uh this season letty uh, letty's done this a ton this season um but again you know that's not letty's forte necessarily not to make excuses for him uh but Pareko and krug should know better we expect more of you boys. They do. You know, Letty's more of a transition guy, right? And Krug, yeah. Well, Krug's the power play guy, whatever. No excuse for Preko. That's If he's not putting up points, you better damn well be, be responsible defensively no end. And uh, he's struggled with that this year. Um, the, uh, see, the, 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 the backdoor play on Hofer that scored, that, was, that tied the game 2-2 two to two in the first period. That was all the scoring until the shootout. Uh, Bartuzzo with a nice goal. Uh, to start the Blues uh, scoring, uh, Jamie Rivers, did you hear what he called Bertuzzo, Bill, after he scored that goal? Um, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr Tuzo. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Orr Tuzo. <laughs> that was great. I had never yeah. heard that before. Yeah. Has that been said before? I I don't think it I don't think it uh, I I I definitely haven't heard it referred to as that but uh, yeah I mean that uh, the um, yeah the Bobby Ward backhander right that that was that's how he scored yeah and he came in and he he gave a little shake and bake and uh, and put it on goal in his backhand and it it went off something might have been the goalie might have been there was traffic in front a bunch of it um, but yeah a nice little goal by Bertuzzo his second goal of the season. Um, John Kelly did return to the booth for the play-by-play for this game. And honestly, I'm going to say this, um, not in a mean way, but he probably should have taken some more time off because you could tell, well, whenever the blues scored, it sounded like the other team scored because he wasn't elevating his voice. He wasn't acting excited. He was just talking. And I assume that's still because he's suffering from, you know, effects from his illness. And I'm like, man, because there was one time in the game the Blues scored, and I was like, "Did did I miss see something? Did Detroit score?" And I, what, what am I like? I like was confused because Kelly was not excited at all. <laughs> so uh, maybe it'd be better to give Kerber uh, one more game. Uh, but either way, he sounded good. Otherwise, I thought uh, just during general play. Um. So, yeah, and I, Bennington is probably going to start, I would assume, 
like right now, not going to start Hofer four straight after the loss and the shootout. Probably Bennington's back. Probably give him a start. What do you think? Next game against Detroit on um, yeah. Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Vinny's back in. I think so. Yeah, I, Vinny versus Huso. Right. It was. It was Ooh, yeah. Uh, it was the the battle of the backups last night. Uh, Magnus Helberg, six foot seven. Hard to beat that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that I I thought last time was a good goalie good goalie matchup, and I'm looking forward to that storyline tomorrow night. Hmm. That's a good that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Uh, so fanatics, uh, the beloved company, uh, product, uh, the clothing company, <laughs> uh, by fans worldwide. They just love fanatics, right? Everyone loves them. Uh, has announced that they'll be the uh, the NHL has announced that Fanatics will be the jersey manufacturer for the NHL for the tw- starting in the 24-25 season. So not next season, but the following season. Um, it's a 10-year deal. I think mm. Adidas signed a 7-year deal. Yeah, Doug Armstrong must have been behind this one. <laughs> yeah, do they have a no trade clause? They can, no movement clause. Yeah. They can't. Uh, no, no, no trade because they wouldn't yeah. give them no movement clause. Yeah, no trade clause, but ten years earned way too soon. <laughs> it's a like eight million, seven million per right, six six and a half per. They gave them term to lower the AAV. Uh, Fanatics has been slowly being given a bigger, uh, has been acquiring a bigger role uh, in the NHL. In 2018, Fanatics received the rights to Authentic Pro, uh, making the practice wear for players, coaches, and staff. Basically, everything that they use when they're not in the actual game. The players, when you see them, like in interviews and things, wearing uh, the team logo shirts and hats and things, those are all made by Fanatics, apparently. Um, but fans are generally upset about this, um, especially the uh, the Jersey snobs, uh, the folks who are picky, overly picky about the jerseys, you know. And, and their uh, NHL uh, fans are unique, I think, in that regard as far as jerseys go. I don't think many of the sports are like that, uh, where fans are very picky. See, I I grew up in an era of the CCM replicas, which were not authentic they were not just like the the same material the players were on the ice or anything like that it was they were cheaper they were 40 50 bucks you know man you could get a, a ccm replica for 40 or 50 bucks um and that's what everyone wore everyone right. wore the ccm replicas back in the day right you and and you could go to champs or um what was what was the the non-mall store that you could get them at um the non-mall the one that was oh, over Sports Authority. Uh, sports Authority. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was a great store. Yeah, love a Sports Authority. And it was right next to your house. It was at the time. Yeah, it was a. I got many a many a replacement hockey blade there for my East End aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So okay. So will the uh, NHL jerseys look radically different in? 2425 not according to the NHL and Fanatics one of the reasons Fanatics will use the same factory um, in I can't pronounce this place's name Saint Hyacinth Saint Hyacinth Hyacinth I would I would have gotten it Saint okay, Hyacinth Quebec Yeah it is a suburb of Quebec City Okay um Patrick Wah 
played for the St. Hunt. No, sorry. Martin, Martin Brodeur played for the St. Hyacinth Laser of the Q in his junior days. Same factory that Adidas used uses. So the jerseys have very have little will have very little variation from what they are today. The specs for the jerseys will be exactly the same. Uh, while there will be differences in some of the fabrics and materials, it will be almost indiscernible to the jerseys currently in use. And I think people are I've seen side by side comparisons to today's Fanatics uh, jerseys, the replicas um, that they offer, <clears throat> and versus the Authentics that um, Adidas has out there now, and there are color differences and they're not mm-hmm. the same oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and, but we're also comparing authentic jerseys to replicas or whatever they call the fanatics line of jerseys or, uh, versus the, the high end Adidas ones. So they're obviously going to be different. And that's, and that's, that's never been, that's never not been the case, you know, back in the day, but the CCM replicas were not identical to what the players wore. Um, rarely, so the reverse retros are going away. No more reverse retros after this season. Mm. So what a shame. Mm. Um, and and uh, they said even, I think, thirds are going away. And, and so, for a couple of years, right? There's too much revenue to be made in these things, right? I'm sure. So it's, I'm wondering it's why be that is. The, so the first couple of years, it's going to be, well, now you have to get a, a Fanatics jersey if you're a true fan. Right, you got to have the latest jersey. So buy the fanatics. <laughs> They're going to be so as an inner turmoil with these with these jersey guys, the people that have to have the the best jersey. Right, but it's going to be fanatics now. <laughs> right. I mean, I have I'm looking over at my jersey collection. I have I have CCMs, right, and that's the real deal. That that to me, that's going to be the the standard forever. Um, and I have Coho. Uh-huh. And the uh, the the blues I bought, uh, I bought a blues jersey um, two thousand. Um, it was right right. I guess it was two thousand one. Right before we went to the season opener in Columbus, we were at River City Sports, mm. the Eaton Center, Toronto, and bought two coho. Actually, Julie bought one. It was a CCM, and I bought a blues coho uh, jersey from that era. And I've got Adidas. I think I've got a Reebok in there. And I do have, um, I think I have a Fanatics in there. So I've, I've got the gamut of them. And they're just, you know, to me, nothing will be better than, and, and I also do have some Chinese knockoffs. So does Kurt. Sure. Um, well, how, the, how else are you supposed to get a custom Hamilton Mustangs jersey? Right. I, I, it's, you can't, they're, they're impossible to find. Also spend three hundred dollars on somebody's eBay uh, auction, right. and then I don't get the player I want. You know, just, right? And whatever. they're probably just reselling a Chinese knockoff. They might be. They might be. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I love a good looking jersey. I appreciate the differences between the uh, higher end jerseys and the the, the replicas. Um, I what annoys me. With jerseys, I don't. I'll wear anything except for a knockoff that is wrong, like not and wrong in a sense where the the like there's a there's a knockoff blues uh, winter classic, right? And the logo is just 
wrong. It's not. Yeah. It's a. It's a goofy looking. It's not the old school original blue note, and it's not the new one. It's like a morph between the two. It doesn't look right, and it looks. It looks silly. Um, yeah. So what that, about Jared Spurgino? <laughs> was that a, that was a fanatics? Was that a fanatics right. one? That was a fanatics. Yeah, that, that was the it, one that got the most play. Yeah, yeah, the misspellings and and whatnot. I, but I don't really care. You know, I like fanatics. I like uh, replicas. I like authentics. I like the knockoffs. I'll wear whatever. I don't. I don't criticize people from for wearing something that's not what's worn in the game or or whatever. I really don't care um, personally. Uh, because I don't, I, I'm not going to spend 200 and some odd dollars on each time I want a Jersey. You know, I, I, if I want a Jersey out of my collection, I might just, I might, you know, buy a, uh, a knockoff, uh, like, like a Hamilton Mustangs or, or, uh, Ontario London Knights Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I have a Thomas's uh, London Knights Jersey as a knockoff, but it's fantastic. It looks great. Um, it was thirty bucks, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna credit. I don't. I don't really care. I'm just, you know, I'm wearing the jersey, wearing the colors, uh, but I do appreciate the differences. They're, the 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 authentics are great. They're fantastic yeah. in jerseys. You can yeah. tell the difference. But I. But but does it bother me? No, it doesn't bother me to <laughs> wear one or see one that's not authentic. And I I, I guess what I'm kind of surprised about is you know that that the league sets who makes all the jerseys because it's not that way in in soccer at least it's Liverpool changed from New Balance to Nike two years ago and that was a massive coup for Nike right it's and they they fight for you know the big teams and then you know you got smaller teams using like you know Puma and and not as big brand names. Mm. I'm surprised that doesn't happen in I, I I don't know maybe it's just the way a difference between American professional sports. I I don't I don't haven't followed MLS long enough to know if it's the same way there, but just kind of odd. Matt Harris says, well, even comparing Fanatics to the cheapest Adidas, it's a drastically worse quality compared to the Adidas and almost the same price. Um well, I'm not going to argue that. I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, uh, if it's about the same price, well, then you, I'm buy the better Jersey. I don't know. But, uh, and I, I also know that, you know, the players aren't going to be wearing the worst quality jerseys in two years. <laughs> they're, they're going to make a, a in-game quality Jersey, uh, for that. They also talked about, uh, uh, the materials, uh, making them more resistant to uh, blade cuts, um, as well. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. And, uh, Ken Morris asked me if I'd ever wear a Blackhawks jersey. I have never in my life worn one, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, m- maybe if it's a Griswold, maybe. Right. Maybe Chris, the Christmas a, vacation. Yeah, to a Christmas party, I'd wear that. Maybe with Griswold on the back, the double zero. There is there is a Blackhawks jersey in my house, but it is not mine. Austin says, "But you wear a Bruins jersey." Do you, let's bring Austin in here for a second because he's a he's a Jersey guy. Hey, Austin, what's up? Uh, yeah, I'll, I wore a Bruins jersey in the Ponder Cup. That, that's that was Adam Oates tribute. Adam Oates, Still Bruins jersey. Adam Oates is my guy. Yeah, but back then, back then, the Bruins were fine. From in my mind, I I didn't mind. I was a, I was a Bruins. I was actually a Bruins fan back then, back in the Cam Neely days. Um, Bill was a Neely Kick. fan. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's Ray Bork, uh, Cam Neely. Right. When, when I went to Providence, people said I looked like him. Like, I don't see it, but you know, okay. <laughs> if it if it endears me to you, you, go for it. You did. You had a you had a Neely vibe going on. You want to kick my dog while you're here? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's that was that was probably the best ad campaign <laughs> for for a new sports product. Right, I love that. So, Austin, uh, your thoughts on fanatics jerseys in general? I mean, personally, I like the fanatics jersey over the Adidas jersey. Why is that? Like Why is that? A buyer. Explain. Explain. Price well, point. Price is one of them. Yes. See, and that's um, that, and that's a good, that's a that's a something that shouldn't be lost on people, because that was my thing with the CCM replicas back in the day. They were cheaper quality. Hell, the the, the material would pill sometimes on oh, those yeah. things. Yeah, and, and pull and yeah. snag. Hell, but, I'm wearing one right now. I'm wearing a fanatic jersey right now. There you go. I have I have one upstairs. It's fine. It's I, I was uh, oh. the the Jersey Fairy Joanna the Jersey Fairy. Uh, I won mm-hmm. one of her contests on Twitter, and she sent me a, a weight jersey. I uh, know weight jersey, a uh, uh, O'Reilly jersey. <laughs> That's <laughs> foreshadowing. He's coming back, uh, <laughs> just like Doug Wait. But uh, no, it's great. It's it's a it's a, it's a fine jersey, and the I mean, I'm not going to say it's you know the, as good a quality as what they use in the game, but for a fan. Who's going to a game or just to where to a bar? <laughs> it's more than fine, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a fanat- I have multiple fanatics jerseys, and then I have one Adidas jersey. And I've wore my Adidas jersey once, and was like, okay, this is comfortability wise, like you said, like comfortability. You're, you're, you're going, you're going to a game, you're going to a bar, you're going out, and you just want to wear it. Fanatics is the way to go. If you're using it and wearing it in a game, that's a different story. Like if you are using a Adidas jersey in like, let's say you're using it in a beer league ice game. I mean, it has the fight strap, so it won't right. like. Right. Well, even knockoffs have a fight strap too. I'm, I'm wearing. I'm wearing my Adidas. <laughs> this is this is because I knew we were going to talk about. DP fifty seven. Yep. Wearing the DP fifty seven uh, last year winter classic, two year ago winter classic. I, I hope it's within those two years. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it's like the the fight strap, right? The the you know, well, what do I do with this? On you know, do it. You know that that was the thing in high school. If we had fight straps on our jerseys, and the days that we wore them, right. game days we wore them. If if you got caught actually strapping the fight strap down oh <laughs> get your ass kicked <laughs> matt harris says i'm just hoping that they up their game on the quality for the price i still wouldn't pay a fin- uh for a fanatics for what they're currently charging but i also don't find them very comfortable i can guarantee you that the jersey offerings uh f- when they in 24 25 uh the, the materials and stuff will be different uh than today i and especially for what's one on the ice, it's going to be. You can if you can buy those jerseys, you can you can buy the high quality fanatics. They don't have fanatics high quality have. and fanatics in the same. Well, same what I'm saying, well, what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> what the players wear or close to what they wear, it, you know, you'll that, those will be for sale, and you can. It's going to be a higher quality product, and you know, I, I'm, and you can buy right. it. So I, it's not going to, and I get it because you know the fanatics is kind of known with lesser quality right now. Um, but 
I think that'll change quite a bit, uh, at least yeah. as far as with the offerings you'll have to buy uh, right. authentics it, and stuff. Right. If their quality control game doesn't get upped with this contract, the NHL's got to have an out. Right? That had to have been negotiated into it. Yeah. So the uh yeah it like i said when i were you know in our slack chat about this the other day as long as we're not rocking ruth or nest era blues jersey quality like those were probably the lowest quality jerseys ever worn in an <laughs> nhl game ripping all the time terrible terrible mesh right yeah as long as we're not doing that i think it's gonna be okay as as soon as I heard that Fanatics was taken over in twenty four twenty five, my instant thought was, "Oh my gosh, people are going to be pissed," because <laughs> you always see complaints about the Fanatics quality control right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I and but, I but, I'm but assuming it'll change. Thing, right? I'm assuming that'll change. Right. In the Fanatics, like you know, you order a jersey from them for your personal use. Right, somebody in a factory somewhere who probably doesn't give a shit is putting that together. At the NHL, they're those are done in locker room, right? It's you know, if there's a mistake, it's it's not on Fanatics, it's on the NHL team. Uh, Derek in the uh, YouTube chat says, as a game worn collector. Even if Fanatics is still using the same Quebec factory for the in-game jerseys, slapping a Fanatics logo on it is like putting a Huffy logo on a carbon fiber road bike. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Uh, yeah, but in the end, you still got a carbon fiber road bike, though. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, and, you know, but when when uh, uh, Reebok took over, people hated that. When Adidas took over, people hated that. I don't think it mattered who took over. People are going to hate it unless CCM came back. But didn't right. uh, Nike Coho. buy out CCM and then, or Coho buy out CCM? Right? Um, I think so. Or no, Nike bought Coho. What, what happened to CCM? Power bought Coho. I got you. Yeah. Bauer. See, see, they need to bring back the CCM brand. The and and just well, make jerseys of that. Uh, Bill, you're wrong. Coho no. was acquired by CCM slash Reebok in 2004. Right, and CCM is still a thing. They just don't make jerseys. They make they make okay. equipment. Okay, so they should make jerseys again. <laughs> go right. back to them and say, "Hey, let's go old school. That'd be cool." Right, CCM rail reverse retros. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be. That's true. Uh, slap a CCM uh, logo on the reverse retro. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, okay, so we'll see how the Jersey thing happens. Uh, I'm I'm very curious. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of half enjoy all the uh, all the uh, the fanatics hate from uh, the Jersey folks. It's kind of funny. Uh, Jersey snobs. Jersey snobs. Um, again, not I'm, I don't say that in a mean way. I'm just I'm trying to just define the, that group of people. You know, the Jersey the the picky Jersey people. Um, uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Thursday at Detroit, 6 p.m. Verona and Letty's return to Detroit. <laughs> Tribute videos for them. Yay, nay, probably not. <laughs> yeah, Grice gets one. Grice oh, gets one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Saturday at Anaheim, 9.30. Sunday at L.A., 9.30. Well, a 9.30 Sunday game. Uh, uh, right. Woo, West Coast. 
I, yeah. you know what? As a kid, the, I love West Coast the, games. The only thing, the only thing with, um, because what is, uh, is City, City, are they home? Uh, are they home? I think so. So they're playing Salt Lake. So at least you can transition one game into the next, right? If it's, if it's home, nope. watch the City game. True. And they're then, not at home. They're, so they're it's away. in Salt Lake. So it's got to be oh. an 830 start. 830. Yeah, so, so just pick up the Blues game in the second yeah. period. Well, right? what I'll do is I'll I'll watch uh, I'll watch the uh, City game live and the Blues game on DVR. Yeah, I gotta That's figure out if I'm gonna go to this damn concert <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday and Tuesday. Uh, the uh, Vancouver game, uh, Vancouver, seven p.m. and uh, Austin, Bill, Ponder, and myself will all be at the Let's Go Blues radio. Uh, I'll be at the game. Uh, right. Austin will be outside Portal Seven signing autographs. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there with his with a with a bunch of uh, uh, portraits of himself, right? <laughs> bunch of headshots ready to sign. You can't bring your own Austin Lynch hockey card. He will not sign those, <laughs> right? And he'll have a table, have a little table set up. If you can bring me an Austin Lynch baseball card from 2010, I'll sign <laughs> it. All I right, I have those. All right. Uh we'll let you we'll let you go back into your little hole there. My little hidey hole. <laughs> hidey hole. All right. Uh rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Just a couple of uh Pride Night things that happened. Uh more weirdness and, and disappointment for me and a lot of people. Uh a lot of bullshit surrounding Pride Night. Uh the bigotry, the ignorance, the team is being scared to you know stand up for what they want to do it's uh kind of disappointing on saturday march 18th um san jose sharks goaltender james reimer did not participate in san jose's pride night uh here's a statement james uh, reimer released via the san jose sharks twitter uh under the umbrella of the nhl's hockey is for everyone initiative the san jose sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the lgbtqia plus community tonight for all 13 years of my initial career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. I have uh, no hate but, in my heart. For, well, go ahead. But not the case. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am choosing... <laughs> In this specific instance, I'm choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. Uh, and that's James Reimer that said that. Um, uh, you know, it's it's funny how... Like Reimer and others who have who have chosen not to wear the Pride jerseys, um, want to have it both ways, right? They 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 want to say that, well, no, I, I welcome everyone to play. I love everyone. I I I'm not against anyone that to, to play hockey. Everyone should be playing hockey and, and be free to play hockey, and welcome to the sport. Um, but <laughs> there's always a big old but there so you really can't have it both ways 
either you support bigoted beliefs or you don't. So, I mean, I believe him when he says that he loves everyone and I believe that's what he feels. But <laughs> his his actions say otherwise. So I, I it's like he wants to have his cake and eat it too as far as like, you know, adhering to his religion. Um, and also uh, saying that he's for everyone, you know, for the uh, Hockey is for Everyone initiative of the NHL. So I, I, um, if he strongly believes that every person has value and worth and the LGBTQIA uh, plus community should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey, like he said in his quote there, then why not wear the jersey? I mean, because wearing the jersey doesn't mean that you uh, are endorsing the lifestyle. You're just saying that the people that do uh, live their lives that way are welcome in my sport that I play. You know, you're not, you're not you're, by wearing the jersey, you're not endorsing the life, the, the LGBTQIA plus lifestyle. You are just saying that those who do follow that lifestyle are welcome in all aspects of life, uh, in hockey and also everywhere. So, to me, if you're supporting bigoted beliefs and you're making those beliefs your own, makes you a bigot. I'm sorry. I don't, uh, I don't think you can't have it both ways. You can't say that you're, you refuse to wear this to support that, but you're also in favor of that. You know what I mean? It, and I feel like we've rehashed this a lot right. with, uh, with the Flyers and the Rangers um, so Hawks. far. The Blackhawks now have come out just today. Um, Mark Lazarus uh, wrote an article in the Athletic, saying that uh, the Blackhawks have announced that they're n- that nobody on the team will be wearing a Pride jersey during their Pride night, even though they were that was their that was the plan uh, a little bit ago uh, to wear Pride jerseys and auction them off, you know, to for the community, right, uh, for the charity. But uh, and they and they're and it's, a, it's a management decision. It's not a player decision. So they didn't even give the players the option. And they said they did this to, uh, in response to uh, Russia's uh, anti-LGBTQIA plus propaganda law that they they feel like it could endanger their Russian players, their families, subject them to undue criticism. Um, and things of that nature. So, yeah, and Matt Harris says, the Chicago's kept their pride jerseys, but spent years covering up sexual assault between two guys. Yeah, they kind of, Chicago's kind of, <laughs> they they really had the opportunity. I, I understand. I understand them wanting to protect their players. I get it. If they have concern about their players, they're kind of put in a tough spot here. You know, they want to support um, the initiative of the NHL, the hockey is for everyone, but they also they also want to protect their players and their players' families, and they have concerns there. I get it. Um, so, I mean, if this if this is a valid argument, I I would want the NHL to just come out and say, "All right, going forward, we're still going to do Pride Night. Russians are exempted, right, because of potential political." persecution that they could face at home right, right. that I, I would be okay with that yeah 
I, so, I, so I, stop a, making it controversial. Right. And that's, that's an excellent, that's an excellent alternative that, that the NHL could step in and do because that's, that's actually a thing. You know, if you're, if you have, if Russians have family back home, you know, who knows what kind of persecution they would have if uh, you're a high profile Russian player and you're seen wearing a, a pride Jersey and all of a sudden, you know, you, you catch flack back home or whatever. Um, or when you go back home over the summer, there's problems. Um, you're arrested or whatever. Cause it's so, and the thing too, with this is, uh, the, uh, Blackhawks, uh, said the organization, let's say they chose not to give the players the choice citing concerns. The Russian players could be put in a position to cite the Russian law as the reason for their absence due to the way the law is written in Russia. The team was worried players could end up violating it simply by citing it as the reason for the lack of participation because it would imply they otherwise would have worn the jerseys. So by the Russian players even just coming out and saying, I, I'm not going to wear this jersey because it's against what my country, you know, the laws of my country, uh, apparently the way the law is written, that that could be against the law because it implies they'd wear the jersey if it wasn't for the law. Yeah, so the, the only right, right the, and the only right thing to do f- is the NHL just to make an exemption for anybody that would be subject to the Russian laws. Right. And the Blackhawks stated, we do not condone anti-LGBTQIA plus rhetoric, and we stand firmly with the community, except when Russia bullies us. So um, that's a great point, Bill. Uh, the NHL should really step in. And because of this Russian law and the concerns on the players and the players' families, they should give Russians the option to opt out if they wish. Right. And that, that's, that's a completely fair and reasonable thing, I think, that I don't think anybody could really throw a stink over. That would solve a lot of hey, – Bill, you're a genius. That is a great idea. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have one good idea a month, and I got to share it tonight. Uh, let's see. Has uh, Ken Morris? Did we put that up there? Has Ovi worn a pride jersey for Capitals Pride Night? <sighs> I don't know. I, I have, don't, have they have they of, worn jerseys? I don't yeah. think they have. Yeah, that's that's a good question. But out of all the NHLers, he's probably the one that could probably get a personal pardon from Putin. Like, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he would wear it just because of his relationship with Putin. Probably. And yeah, I don't. I'm going to guess that Washington hasn't had a pride jersey. Because if they had, and whether Ovechkin wore it or didn't wear it, um, that would be big news either way, right? So, right. Especially not, since December. Not only him, but Kuznetsov, Orlov. Right. They've, they've had a couple of others. Yeah. So I think this has been a mess for the NHL this season. And I, I was wondering what Pride Nights will look like moving forward next season. Um, I bet they reevaluate things and change things up. Um, and what Bill suggested would be a great uh, addition to Pride Nights would be giving uh, Russians or anybody that's that has a law back home that could, you know, cause issues with them and their families. Um, right. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the pretty, I, I would imagine it's a pretty 
pretty pretty small minority you know the the evangelicals like Reimer right you give them an exemption to um but but you do it in a way that allows the team to still do it right and yeah and that's what the sharks to, to give the sharks credit they they didn't go the route of the rangers the rangers the right well the, the the rangers uh they had a they had a a player who didn't want to wear it, so none of the team did to prevent a Provorov situation where the one right. player is criticized publicly and run through the ringer. So that's why the Rangers did that. The Chicago Blackhawks did a little bit differently. The management made the decision, didn't even let the players just uh, have an option, or so they say. Um, but I, yeah, I think uh, the Sharks did it right, though. They 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 did what the Flyers did, and they if, play, if someone didn't want to wear it, fine. Uh, he'll face the fallout for it, but the rest of the team is wearing it. Yeah, and well, I think that's the that's the way to go. I think right, but even the Flyers. I mean, we we covered it. They they botched it by you know having Provorov just not participate in warmups. Yeah, and letting him play. Yeah, right? but yeah, but I'm sure their their thought process was, well, we've got Tortorella. He'll be able to talk us out of this. <laughs> He'll take, um, he'll take the brunt of this. Yeah, the NHL is going to have to change something. Uh, it, I almost guarantee you, it will not be exactly the same. Right. They don't want all. They I, don't want each time this happens to have negative press. Players not wearing jerseys. It's a big deal. Right. Um, I I hope that they don't. We don't get a press release saying that they're putting it on pause for next year while they consider it. There's enough time to get this figured out for next year. I gave you a pretty good idea. I'm not that smart. <laughs> Matt listen, Harris said, <laughs> "Listen to other people." <laughs> Matt Harris said the Sharks were a masterclass in allyship last night. Allowed Reimer to not participate and then use their social media the whole night to advocate and inform to make change. And the rest of the team wore the jerseys, so yep. they they went on without Reimer. And that's the way that it. I think that's the best way to go about it for a team. If if a player wants to wants to make that choice, you know, no one's going to force anybody to wear that to wear. Uh, a pride jersey, you know, they don't have to wear it. You know, um, no one's being forced. But uh, yeah, so I, I think that's 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 the best way. And that way, and actually, it's a it, I, I, it shouldn't even get to the point where a player has to release a statement. I mean, I, the the fact Rhymer released a statement, I mean, I appreciate it because it, but also that just opens up uh all kinds of can of worms as far as like you know oh you're doing it for religious reasons okay well your religion also says that you can't wear clothes made from two different kinds of fabrics so if if, if your religion if you abide by your religion that strongly then then why are you wearing any jersey at all because there's a multiple fabrics and <laughs> there's all you can i mean if you're going to and that's my problem with the religious uh, exemption for this uh, stuff is that if somebody's going to choose that aspect of the religion as a rule uh, and follow it and not wear the jersey uh, because of you know the the anti-LGBTQIA uh, rhetoric in their religion, then um, they're they're going to have they they're using the religion to hide behind uh, to hide their to allow themselves to be a bigot actually and and to uh, use the, the hide behind the religion to use to to be, to be that way, and I think that's just a. 
I don't know. I because they release they re, they do the 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 tweets and the press releases and they that allows people to understand why and then they pick it apart and uh, call them hypocrites for other things of the religion. So yeah, am I saying bigot too much? You can't discuss this without talking about bigotry. I mean, it's it's literally the definition of the word, right? If you're yeah. not accepting of somebody else for this kind of stuff, it's you are. It's a big. I mean, it's and it's not a nice. I, I hate saying it. It's like a not a nice word to say. I feel dirty saying it. And I I don't like people uh, making me say it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No. No. I, I I think you know I, I I would agree with your points. Right. You know, Where we've known each other long enough. Where we're of uh, you know similar political minds. So. Yeah. And I and you know um, I'm up here on, in the drive. Uh, I I don't. Uh, we've covered this stuff a lot this season, and I feel like some of it's repetitive, but uh, it's a little different each time because of who's right. doing it and who's exempt and and why they're not doing it. There's always a slightly different reason. Right. Um, and, and I, I, I thought the, you know, for the first time, like when, when Provorov did it, right. He's, he like that, that was even brought up that, it, that, you know, there was a, a religious element to that, right. The right. Russian Orthodox church. Right. I, I think the Blackhawks argument is probably the most persuasive to me, but it's the kind of thing, like I said, where you just give an exemption to groups that would face political persecution because of it. And that makes sense. And that, that's a very simple solution, I think. Uh, the program situation was was irritating to me because he did use religion, Russian Orthodox. But his religion also says that you should not, you know, uh, sleep with a woman before you marry her either. And he was living with his girlfriend. Yeah. So I'm assuming sleeping was going on there, uh, among other things. So um, so he was picking and choosing. And that's the problem. See, if you're going to use religion as a, as a, as a, as a get-out-of-jail-free card for this stuff, man, you better be ironclad in your beliefs and, and follow it to a T because people will be like, oh, you're being a hypocrite and you're picking and choosing. And if you're picking and choosing and only choosing, you know, something that allows you to be a bigot without being called a bigot because it's, hey, it's my religion, then that's a problem. You get, you get run, run through the ringer because of it. I think. I, it's a lose-lose situation for the NHL, though. And I think that that's why next season it's going to be handled differently. Right. Um, on that note, it's time to wrap up the show. Anything else you want to add? I mean, we comments here. Let's see. <laughs> Winning Unlimited uh, says in the YouTube chat, can someone say for religious reasons, we don't want to wear a Fanatics jersey? <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, this Fanatics thing is a, is people yeah. hate it people hate it and it's got all yeah. next year to fester right <laughs> and build jeff, up momentum against right. these jerseys right and jeff jeff used the you know in uh his uh his tweets and his uh slack chat today um tone deaf 
the NHL is tone deaf on this. And, you know, that yeah. that's true. But, you know, profits make you tone deaf. Right. And that's that's that seems to be, you know, what what this is, where this is really headed. Right. Is it's it's fanatics is going to produce cheaper product, make more profits for everybody involved. But will they be producing a cheaper product in 24, 25 uh, yeah. for the higher end jerseys that they're offering? That's 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 where we gotta wait and see. Right. I mean, they could they could put out a fantastic jersey. Right. I mean, who knows? Now, of course, they, their track record is not great for the jersey snobs, right? They right. they pick those things apart as far as them not being up to snuff. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Matt Harris says, uh, "Winning is speaking my religion." <laughs> he often does. <clears throat> All right, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by IDLight, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockandthatidlife.com for more information. That is rockandthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockandthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs at strikewithmike.com and by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors or beer stores for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 29 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we would bring it to you for the missing in action, uh, probably, what, banging on the glass at uh, Bally's Midwest. <laughs> what answers? Right. And Bill Day. I'm, uh, and uh, producer Austin, who is, you want to say bye, Austin? Hey, let's get you in here. For the yeah, moment. sure. There you go. Uh, I am Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend